0: This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
1: I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable, and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine.
0: The DATEABLE podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Our guest today is an encore, encore guest. She was on a previous episode called The Bathroom Bale, if you remember from season Her name is Melissa, and she's back because we're here about another topic that's just equally as um, disastrous. (laughs) We're talking about this idea of a rock bottom. What does that mean? Have you ever had a moment in your life when it comes to dating where you were like, okay, something needs to change here. I need to do something different with my life and how I date, and this can't happen again. Melissa apparently has a story, and just a little refresher. Melissa is in her 30s, originally from New Jersey. She's lived in San Francisco for 13 years, and she's currently single and on a bit of a dating sabbatical. I wonder if that's because of her rock bottom moment, but we'll find <laughs> out very shortly. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Hi. How's it going? How would you define rock bottom moment uh, in dating? You know,
2: I think you hit the nail on the head there. It usually ends up in tears and um, <laughs> the decision that maybe you should be making better life choices. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I think we can all relate to that one. So
2: I'm ready to hear your story. Okay, well, um, this starts off as any rock bottom, any good rock bottom story starts off with a crush uh, that I had on a guy that was probably about, I don't know, maybe around 10 years my junior, um, (laughs) who I met on a party bus going to a water park. That's Uh, always a good start. Yeah, yeah, you know, so somewhere in my 30s, I think it was like 30s, you know. Time flies when you're making terrible life choices Uh, (laughs) and uh, on a party bus to Waterworld. So already great life trajectory right there. And he just wasn't that into me. And, you know, you know how that goes. And so I was out drinking, day drinking all day and he shows up at the bar and, you know, it's awkward, but I'm still like trying to hang out.
1: So this is after
2: Waterworld. Yeah. Okay. This was after Waterworld, and we had gone on, like, one date, and, you know, it just wasn't going anywhere. So how long after Waterworld? Uh, probably, like, mo- a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some okay. time had passed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he shows up at the bar that I've been... We were watching some sports game, and it's kind of awkward, but, like, he doesn't tell me, but I hear through the group, we're going to this house party. So, of course, I, like, follow him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And okay, I'm at party <laughs> and I don't
2: know really anyone. I mean, I know some of the people that were at the bar that went to this party. We're not like really interacting, but you know, it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing again. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life or w- what. So, um, he leaves, uh, the party without even like saying goodbye, of course. And so I'm like, distraught you know i'm like what am i doing i i'm i'm no idea where i am at this party with these random people <laughs> so i'm like i'm gonna leave okay so i walk out of the party and again i'm pretty drunk so i have <laughs> no idea where i am there's some random guys standing in the middle of the street and he says, "Hey, my roommate fell asleep, and my apartment's locked, and my phone is up in my apartment, so I have no way of like getting in touch with him or getting in. He asked to use my phone, and of course, his roommate didn't pick up. I was like, you know what? Whatever. Let's let's. I'm, I'm in the mood to like change this, turn this night around, right? You know. <laughs> so I uh, I said, why don't you just text him?" And we'll go get a drink and see if he texts back, you know? Dang. Yeah. On the street. Yeah. In the middle (laughs) of the street. Random guy. guy." the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it couldn't get any worse, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) barely it can. (laughs) That's what I was thinking at the time. So we go, we have a drink, and his roommate actually does finally, like, call back. And uh, we end up going back to his place, you know, and I end up hooking up as as one does with a random stranger on a street um so obviously that it wasn't even like worth it because i don't even remember whether we slept together i'm sure we did but you know whatever and that's something that i normally don't do either i don't like normally don't even know a guy's name and have like a one night right. stand that's like totally from the street. Uh, but to from be fair you
0: had a drink first
2: right? A few, a oh, few oh, drinks oh oh with yeah him. yes whatever. yeah okay you so a out few, of few drinks the whole day <laughs> and then a few drinks with him yes so um, whatever, we hook up. And then in the middle of the night, I have to go to the bathroom. And again, not my best decision. I, I go completely buck naked out to the bathroom. He has several roommates. Um, <laughs> and uh, I walk out of the bathroom. And it's like one of those typical San Francisco railroad apartments. Oh, God. <laughs> so there are like four doors Two on left side, two on the right side. Four choices. No idea which one's his. Still naked. Still naked. Totally naked. So I'm like, all right, let's just, let's see what's behind door number one. (laughs) (laughs) Not his bedroom. Not his bedroom. Did he wake up? Or the
1: person in door one?
2: Oh, yeah. It was a couple. And the girl was like, Like the girl (laughs) definitely flipped out about the door being open. I was like, oh, you're naked. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what to do. I run into the living room. So now I'm crouching behind the couch. Totally naked.
1: Were you still, like, drunk, too? Yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't have gone
2: out in this, like, random guy's house totally naked if I wasn't drunk. So, (laughs) I'm like, I just, I remember this moment, like, sitting, like, crouching behind the couch (laughs) naked, being like, Oh my! If this guy finds me, what? Like, what is naked this? and afraid? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, the guy just like opened this door and I guess like looked out, down the hallway and didn't see me. So I was like, okay. Whew. So uh, he's probably like,
1: what happened to yeah. her? She's been gone forever. You just bathroom <laughs> bailed him. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like this is
2: coming from the other room. This was the guy whose door I like opened. He came out. Okay. The couple. Part of the couple. Yes, part of the couple. Okay. Yeah, okay, got got they're um, Who is this not guy? your guy. I heard him like open the door, and that's when I was like, oh, oh, hey, "Please don't come in here." <laughs> no, no. See, the guy I was with wasn't fancy enough to have a door, um, which I which I re- remember. <laughs> he was at the end of the hall behind a curtain, um, so no doors there. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get one of the fancy guys, I got the uh, I didn't get a door. I got the old end of the hallway, bed at the end of the hallway behind a curtain. Converted closet. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I go back, I, I get back into bed with this guy, and all of a sudden I'm like, I think the sheets are wet, you know? I'm like, and then I'm like elbowing him, you know, and I'm like, hey, hey. And I'm like, I think you peed the bed. And, <laughs> oh my god. And he was like, no, I didn't. I'm like, y- 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 yeah, you did. <laughs> it's like, no, I- no, that was you. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. Cause I just went to the bathroom. Like every normal person does in the toilet. And, and it he, wasn't wet when you left. No, it wasn't. Me. So, so, then he's, so he's like, no, that wasn't me. That was you, you know? And I, and then, <laughs> Then I got all CSI on his ass, and I was like, tur- flipped on the lights, and I'm like, "Do you see their trajectory? I- see how it's like the 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 wet spots in like a cone shape? Whereas if it was me, it would just It'd be, be a like bottle. a puddle.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Like so clearly, the- and the guy's like denying it the whole time. I was like, you know what? I'm just going. I'm just gonna leave. It, you know?
1: What time was it right now? Oh
2: God! It was like oh. I love that. That's when you left. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we he peed he, the bed. You gotta, I, it I had your clothes. Yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. back in there. Right.
2: And then, like, I'm, I, I'm like going to put on my clothes, and I like go to put on my sock. This one's wet. I'll leave this one with you. <laughs> <laughs> so Ew. I'm like leaving one sock, like in my hand, one sock. Oh my god! On his room. Get in my Uber. Cry the whole t- whole way home. Did you just put like drop pin because
1: you didn't probably didn't know what location you were at. We just
2: magically showed up. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah, you find my location, whatever it is. So that was the moment when I was like, okay.
1: There's a lot of rock bottoms in this one. There's story. There's a lot of rock bottoms it. in this it. in
2: this one story that culminates to the ultimate rock bottom when uh, when I decided that maybe it was time to stop chasing twenty five year olds <laughs> because at the end of that tunnel is a guy who pees (laughs) the bed and blames it on
1: you. (laughs) So how did you actually find his room? Process of elimination or did you just like...
2: Well, you finally I re- I remembered yeah, that it was a curtain. Yeah, I think I remembered because I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't actually open a door. That would be... Would
1: been... <laughs> got it, got it, got it. I know that was clearly a very important part, but I was like, how did you get out of that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw... I, I, I mean, you know, it's all very fuzzy, but I think I remember seeing the curtain at the end of the hallway. And I was like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you ran into this guy on the street
1: today, would yeah. you recognize oh, him?
2: not even. Yeah, so you,
1: you don't know his name, <laughs> I right? couldn't
2: pick him out of a lineup. I couldn't.
1: Do you have still no recollection of like where you were?
2: I was probably somewhere in the marina. I think okay. I was on Union Street partying again. Another terrible life decision. <laughs> <laughs> but if his pee
0: was presented to you in a lineup, would you recognize it? <laughs> I'd probably
2: recognize the trajectory of the uh, of the pee. What oh, so, was his? Is- reaction like when you left I, I don't even know I don't remember I just remember being like I am out of here like this is this is I'm done so I think he <laughs> oh was like God. trying to be like oh give me your number or whatever and I was like <laughs> uh, no, no I feel like I just saw
1: your pee now yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I just failed. slept yeah. in your pee thanks
2: <laughs> right well and though I think the worst part was that he tried to blame it on me especially right. since I had literally just gone to the bathroom right. <laughs>
1: So I guess, like, from this experience, I know you said it's like a rock bottom, but what in the future would you do different? And how are you feeling the next day? Where did you Maybe go that's wrong? that's the next question. How are you feeling the next day?
2: Um, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I, you know, like, it's, it's just very out of character for me to meet a rando on the street whose name I don't even know and sleep with him to begin with and then... Well, you don't even know if you slept with him. Uh, right. Which is Assuming. also a rock bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That is a rock bottom. <laughs> it definitely wasn't even worth it. Right. Know. Um, yeah. You know, he had no door. I mean, that's a, another rock bottom yeah, check. I mean, yeah. Everything about it. I would say that would, uh, that would have been my lesson to learn to stop chasing younger boys but that is not yet one that I've learned.
1: (laughs) Not not until they pee on you. That's the end. I I, feel
2: like once
0: this episode airs we're going to find this guy. I feel like this is probably going to be some (laughs) sort of legendary
1: story. that He's been telling his friends about his rock bottom. Or his couple roommate (laughs) has been telling about the naked girl appeared in the middle of the night. He's like the rock bottom (laughs) is when I peed all over the bed and I tried to put it on her. (laughs) No, or he still thinks So you peed the bed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's like a girl a random girl I met on the street (laughs) peed my bed.
2: My my logic was solid about the pea trajectory. I I mean I'm you know, I, I almost had like a black light out on those sheets. Like oh I was really making my case. So no, I, I mean
0: don't... I believe you since you went to the
2: bathroom. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I think rock bottoms and dating and hookups could mean a lot of things. Yeah. But I think a lot of times, at least from personal experience too, it has stemmed from alcohol consumption. Of course. I know one of my personal moments when I was like I got to do something different. Was I would go on dates and just get like wasted. wasted. I went on this <laughs> date on like a Monday night. Is it this was,
0: your rock bottom story? I guess so. I guess like, so. Now we're
1: gonna story. hear it anyways. <laughs> if I share, you share. Uh, I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> so I remember going out on a date on a Monday night, which is already like, what are you doing? And I, and just got like hammered. Like we like hit it off in that moment, but just got. Fucked up, and I remember going to Tonic, a bar, after we like drank like two bottles. Always a good place. Two bottles of wine at this other place, and it was like two for one because it was a Monday night. (laughs) And instead of us sharing two drinks, we both got two drinks. So, anyways, like long story short, he ended up coming back to my house. I also totally blacked out. I think we slept together. I'm not even fully sure. Um, he, I actually ran into this guy years later and he reminded me that we took a shower together, which <laughs> also totally blacked out. I'm sure my roommate at the time loved that at like, 2 a.m. on a Monday um, and then um, I the only thing I remember from the whole thing is him being like do you do
2: this often oh, and I was like
1: fuck but I've run into him multiple times and I did tell him he was my rock bottom moment that made me stop drinking so much on date <laughs> and his and, reaction was kind of like uh I yeah. don't know what to say to that <laughs> and I'm like thank you for being welcome. my rock bottom moment <laughs> How did he how did how did the whole thing end? Oh yeah. So then of course that night he was like, Oh, we're doing another, like we're going on another date. We're like planning our future together on this date. Okay. <laughs> <And laughs> next day, our kids don't hear from him, of course. Right. Then I text him, never hear back. So yeah. then years later I ran into him and called him out or he like approached me and I was like, Do you know who I am? And he's like, Of course. <laughs> and then I like called him out for it and yeah, we had this whole At conversation. least you recognized him. Oh, I recognized him as soon as I saw him. It was like one of those moments I was like, ugh, my rock bottom guy.
0: How'd you meet him? Tinder. <laughs> of
1: course. But you remember his name, you remember his face. I do, I do. I won't disclose it on the air, but I do remember his name <laughs> and face. He didn't pee on you as far as we know. And I see him at the same Halloween party every year, which I plan not to go to this year. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> okay, okay you wait, you're, you're up to bat. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs>
0: It, it's uh, like you said, alcohol is always an instigator, and we were. This is when Tinder, what was it called, Tinder, Tinder Social? Tinder Social <laughs> was just released, and it was group dating. Right, groups of friends can match with other groups of people. So we had Julie was part of this group. Oh my God! Yes, I remember uh, this. <laughs> we we had just matched with a bunch of dudes on Tinder. Done tons of groups of dudes. And in the course of that, I was also swiping on individual profiles, okay? <laughs> Double yeah. tindering. Double tindering. Day drinking all day yeah. yes. to add to it. Yes. And I remember just swiping, swiping, swiping and the match with someone. And I just, we were so drunk by this point. I was like, okay, I'm going to start talking to this dude. And he turned out to be a really nice guy. So I, of course, invited him out. Him. We invited them all to the same bar. Oh yeah, we too, all that. we
1: invited them all to Nikki's. Nikki's in the lower Nikki's in the lower like Hague. ten groups of dudes.
0: Yes, and we were all wasted, and I didn't remember if I told him that I was. Tinder socialing or not. I just remember saying you should come out. And all I remember our conversation was him being like, I'm a scientist. I don't usually get out. This is like not a usual thing I do on a first date for Tinder, but you seem like a nice girl. I don't know how, but I, I, I want to meet you. So I'm like, okay. By the time he shows up, I'm pretty much cross-eyed at this point. Like, I don't remember anything. I, I was so wasted. And only, like, a few of us were left over because I think And one
1: random we, group of Tinder social
2: guys that made it out. One random group of guys. Did, did you guys get a lot of- uh, Oh, we,
1: we got matched the with a shit ton and only one showed oh, up. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Which is kind of normal, right? Because we're just <laughs> random, random girls. We're like, come to Nikki's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it was a lot of gifies and come to Nikki's. Yes. That was yes, the situation. Yes.
0: So he shows up and he's completely sober and he sees me in my state <laughs> I think of it was being like nine o'clock.
1: It was like pretty it early. It was pretty
0: early because we had been day drinking. And he looks at me, he's like, I guess I should catch up. I'm like, yeah. And so of course, in in him catching up, I'm also drinking with him. So I just get more <laughs> obliterated as more girlfriends drop out. And by the end, it's literally me, another girlfriend, and the two random Tinder social guys who are, like, vying <laughs> for her attention. And my my dude, at some point, everybody clears out, and I'm just full-on making out with this guy. And I just hear him the whole time saying, I don't normally do this. This is not a normal thing for me. And do you do this often? Same question. Do you always do this with Tinder dates? I hear yep. it. One of my first Tinder dates, is this what happens on Tinder? Like he asked so many questions and I was like, just shut up and make out with me. So at the end, I grabbed his hand and I was like, we're going back to my place. And I'm pretty much naked by the time I get in and not by him doing anything. I just decided to take all my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> and he has all his clothes on and we're full on making out. And I'm just like, let's just, let's just go. You know, all the way. First of all, you guys don't remember if you slept with your guys. I specifically remember him rejecting me and wanting to sleep with him. He's like, um, no, I just don't think we're on the same level right now. And I'm not going to do anything with you. So I pass out. I just remember being like, I'm so tired. I pass out and I wake up to him over me with a wet cloth, just dabbing my face. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? Did he?" Come on my face. I don't know. Like, <laughs> something really nasty happened, but there's blood everywhere, and uh, I'm like, "Why is there blood on my face?" And he's like, "Well, uh, funny story. You, we were making out, and you passed out, and then you started snoring." And then um, you woke yourself up from your snore and I guess it agitated you somehow where your elbow flew um, out of the blanket and hit me in the face and gave me a bloody nose. (laughs) Uh, He's in the course of like, wiping my face down and I'm just like I can't believe this but I'm still like let's
1: do this.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> He's like no this is definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to sleep with you now. He finishes cleaning up my face and didn't have any of his clothes off so I can't even say he was putting his clothes on. <laughs> he takes his keys and his whatever his phone and he looks at him he goes worst tinder date ever and then just leaves. <laughs> But the best part of this is... After this happened, because um, I remember having a really great connection with him. In my mm-hmm. mind, we had an amazing night. <laughs> so the next day, I'm still as texting, every rock bottom. As does. every rock bottom. I remember just texting him and being like, "Oh my gosh, I thought we had so much fun. Did you have fun?" And he's like, "I don't know. Before or after the bloody nose, I don't know." <laughs> so we're we're having a conversation, and he's like still not asking me out. And I remember just like being super bitchy and being like, "Do you want this to go somewhere or not?" If not, just <laughs> say something. And he goes, "I guess not." And then that was all. And we just stopped talking then. Well, the most interesting part of this is that this happened. Uh, Two and a half years ago, earlier this year, I reached out to him or I passively followed him on Instagram.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't been stalking him all this time. Because
0: in my mind, I had such a great connection with this guy. Why did it never go anywhere? And so two and a half years later, naturally, when you think about your rock bottoms, I'm I passively follow him on Instagram and he messages me right away, DMs me. And he's like, you do realize that we went on a date together many years ago. I was like, you know, I was really drunk. So let's go play by play of what happened. And we had totally different impressions of what happened that night. Really? To him, he showed up and I was I was already drunk. So he already made up his mind that he wasn't going to sleep with me the minute he saw me. And then he said, we had a really fun night. He doesn't remember getting the bloody nose from me. He thought he just got it naturally from oh. the stress at work and also just a lot of other things going on in his life. Yeah. So what added to the stress was the next day me bitching him out for not taking action. So oh. to him, the rock oh. bottom was more how I react the next day interesting which made him not respect me or like me it was a really negative experience because of what happened the next day
1: so it's interesting
0: getting clarity about that
1: though regardless like when you're just so fucked up and like making these decisions like you said Melissa like that you would never do in a Mm -hmm. thousand years like that is time to take inventory on what is going on
0: (laughs) yes and you know and you don't know how you affect the other person because he told me after that date (laughs) he, like, called up a friend of his. It was like, I'm deleting all my apps. And that's
2: what he
1: did. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah. I remember, like, my roommate at the time being like, you need to, like, seriously, like, not drink so much on dates. Like, cap it at Mm -hmm. two drinks max. Like, you cannot be, like, getting blackout drunk on, like, a Monday night on a first date. Well,
2: and um, for me, it was also, like, you should never let a guy affect you so much oh, that you're gonna yes. like because like it mine all stemmed from this stupid crush that like yeah didn't work out and you completely affected my like my mood yes. and like yep. my behavior and your it self-esteem like, and yeah, it was like yeah, it was yes, like you were baby. looking
1: for validation from this random yeah you want be street. like i'm
2: so desirable yeah. <laughs> yeah this random on the street <laughs> yeah, wants me I mean, you it know, be homeless it, but even I that, it was just like maybe this will turn my night around right you know
0: <laughs> yeah so what else can we learn from these rock bottom experiences other than the fact that they do make very entertaining stories. <laughs> yeah. After the fact, I've been telling this story at dinner parties for years now because I, I'm like, yeah. it's a very humbling experience well, for
1: a girl. Okay. I think like, what's the root? Like you were just saying, like, is there something beyond just like, oops, I got a little too drunk or like for me, I think maybe it was like I was nervous on dates. So I would mm-hmm. turn to alcohol and drink more on dates because I'd feel more ease and like yeah. I wasn't able to just make that connection sober. Yeah. So it's like actually from that like through like uh 500 brunches and other things I did like a more a lot more social activities that didn't require alcohol cuz mm-hmm. I think like so much of like my past was going to bars and meeting randoms and hooking up. And it's like, there's better ways to make connections. So yeah,
0: yeah. I guess it just depends on what you're looking for. If that point in my life, I thought I was looking for a serious relationship, but I obviously (laughs) did not give off that impression. Right. If a guy's coming into a date and I'm, obliterated that's not no. a serious image that i'm i'm putting out there so really thinking about what exactly you want and how you can best present yourself in that in that manner the other things i want to talk about would be like okay let's talk about this whole drinking Drinking Mm -hmm. on dates, we've talked about this before. It's so much easier to meet up for a drink or five, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and you do feel that liquid courage. I actually find the other person more attractive once I start (laughs) drinking. And I
1: think it's the setting too. There's something about like a dim bar where you're sitting side by side, opposed to like a coffee shop where it's light and you're across the table. It just like lends itself to a more like conducive setting to have a connection.
0: Yeah. So how can we get around that? Or is this something we need to get around? Is it just more about control? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over here at Dateable. We've created a platform to connect you with vetted experts from our network to help with everything from coaching with dating therapy, dating profile reviews, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts. So you can be anywhere. Listeners have been sharing how worthwhile their sessions have been with comments about how easy the coaches are to talk to, how they have provided a new perspective, and how they have created actionable ways to inspire change. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Now back to the show.
1: Is it just more about control? I think it's control. Yeah. I think like know your limits. There's no reason we should have done, in my case, done two for one individually. <laughs> like that should have like, why was that even something we were doing, right? Like I could have also cut it after that first bar. Like, there was no need to continue. I think sometimes, like, when you're in the moment, it's hard because you're like, this is so fun and having such a good time. I want to keep it going. Yeah. But maybe it's having a little bit of that control that you're like, I feel the alcohol creeping in. I yeah. don't want to, like, do something I regret. Maybe I should cut it now. And then if it's meant to be, I'll see this person again.
0: And a lot of times drinking is sort of a nervous reflex in a way. You feel like you need to be do, doing something with your hands or doing something in general. Right. So it takes up time. Um, a friend of mine said you should do uh, each sip of a drink, match that with a sip of water. And that elongates your drink or the time you spend drinking that drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good advice, I would say. And then you don't get as drunk as fast.
2: Yep. Or, or set a limit to drink rule or something like that. I mean, especially if it's a first date, you know, Yeah. you want to yeah. keep them wanting more, right?
1: Right, and you can also, like, I know that I had a date actually not that long ago that the guy said he only wanted to have one drink, mm-hmm. and then he, like, left really early, so it was, like, kind of weird. <laughs> so I think my thought to him, and I said this, was, like, we, you could have had, like, a water or yeah. something. Like, you can do other things to, like, keep the convo going. It yeah. doesn't need to be as black and white as, like, I only need two drinks exit or do like one drink water one drink like to like spread it out a little
0: i think for all of our stories i think there are moments that we could have identified that could have (laughs) prevented us from spiraling downwards so i think we can go around and identify where that moment would be. I think my <laughs> moment was uh, probably the minute I grabbed his hand and made him go back to my place with me. I think mm. that if I had stopped that, I don't think we would have spiraled.
2: Like I, like I said, mine's a little bit different. It's less about the drinking and more about like chasing guys that don't like me mm-hmm. and then having that effect my mood and, like, my actions, so I should have never, like, gone to that party, followed the guy there. I mean, like, it's not like he invited me. (laughs) I, I like, followed him with the group of people that were going only for him. So for me, it was like, all right, you got to stop finding guys that don't like you, going after them, and then having that completely affect your actions and your mood, you know? Yep. And you just said
0: something interesting to me was when you saw the guy on the street, you thought, hmm, maybe this could turn my night around, which is actually giving control over to someone else to turn your night yes. around. When you are in control of your thoughts and feelings, right? True. So the time we relinquish that power to someone else, you're bound to probably right. spiral downward
1: <laughs> somehow, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's like a hard thing to say because I think just some of it is – I think you have to have these moments because you you learn from them. Like, I think hypothetically you can be like, don't drink as much on a date. But then until it happens and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't even know if I hooked up with someone or not. And I apparently was taking a shower with them and don't remember that at all. (laughs) Like, then you're like, oh, like, what am I doing? So... I guess to your question of what the point was, I don't know what mine was. It clearly just kept spiraling. I think like, the
2: two for one. Yeah, the two for one. Honestly, I
1: think before that it was like <laughs> yeah. over. I think that was like it kept going, but not controlling myself was probably the biggest
0: thing. Mm, yeah. And what were some of the actions? We did talk about how how you changed how you dated afterwards, but what yeah. are some of the, the specific actions? I remember I did delete all my apps after that (laughs) and thought I don't want to show my face ever again. But I also thought um, there were some ways that I could enjoy myself better as opposed to like thinking that getting male attention
1: was what I needed in a night to make me feel good. Yep. That's a good one. I think for me, like I mentioned earlier, was like being in more social settings that didn't require as much alcohol or any alcohol and like kind of getting up confidence that way and not relying on it as much.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, actually, you were uh talking about how I'm on a dating sabbatical. And I think one of the reasons I am is because I still struggle with this letting a guy completely like control my emotions yeah. yep. or like even if because like even, you know, if I'm dating someone, whether he texts or not, like yep. that has such an effect over mm. how. My day goes, yep. how I'm feeling. And I like made a decision. I'm like, I don't want, as you were saying, anyone to control yep. how I'm feeling or my emotions anymore. Like, I don't want to, you know, have this based on what somebody else's actions are. Like, totally. That's so, I know it's so hard to do because. Someone could make or break your
0: day, but when they make your day, it feels so damn good. It's like a drug. You're addicted to it.
2: So you keep wanting that. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a hard
2: thing to do, but it's... uh and it's it's also it like turns it around so much. You could be like so down about like I haven't heard from him yet. And then like all of a sudden, as soon as you do, it's like, Woo, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all is forgiven. It's yeah, true and that's though, why but, I hate it. Yeah. Like I didn't I don't I didn't want to go through that anymore. Mm, like I Totally. D- well, it's good that you like had moments like
1: this to realize that like <laughs> this is a problem. And that's what the point of rock bottom is, yeah. right? Okay. It's to be like, I need to change something. Like I can't yeah. keep repeating this.
0: I would love to find Melissa's rock bottom. Julia and I both <laughs> have confronted our rock bottoms.
1: I, it
2: is my goal in life to find <laughs> Melissa's rock I've bottom. I've seen my
1: rock bottom way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. to get his
2: perspective and you know, him out in a lineup.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure he remembers I will say so, like my rock bottom, when we reconnected, he was like, because I called him out for like ignoring my text and he's like, we're going to go on a date tomorrow for brunch and he did follow through. Oh, oh, good. So, so did but I you didn't get, go. Did I, you get his I, side
2: of the story? Like, like UA got his side of the story? I think did he you just get- thought
1: I was like young and a hot mess. Like,
2: yeah. I <laughs> really
1: hot <and> hot. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, yeah, like, I think he just like, thought I was super immature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he thought I was, like, way younger than I was, which I don't think was a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, what are some of our takeaways from this whole discussion about rock bottom? Oh, boy. Um, First of all, go have a rock
0: bottom. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I think everyone needs to. Like, you know, like, everyone's, like, been in, like, that bad situation that they're, like, I'm never going to do this again. I think you need this.
0: But when you do have a rock bottom, identify it as opposed yes. to being like, oh, that was just a
1: bad night. No,
0: <laughs> whenever you you're a rock bottom, you got to, you got to first admit it is a rock bottom and then you right. got to learn from it. Uh, I think some of my takeaways would be, you. Um, again, we're all like on a journey and sometimes you meet people at a place that where they're not at their best <laughs> and we just have to forgive them for where they are. We're all works in progress. Um, I'm actually really grateful that my rock bottom was able to forgive me in his (laughs) memories of how I presented myself that night. But we also have to treat others that way when it comes to dating. You don't know what people are going through.
1: Right. I don't know if it's a takeaway, but I want to commend these men that don't take advantage of women when they've been drinking a lot. Because I've actually also had that situation. Not my rock bottom, but close to it. (laughs) where a guy turned me down because I was too drunk so I think that kind of goes to my second point of like a rock bottom doesn't necessarily have to be one incident it could be Mm. a few leading up or one (laughs) that like (laughs) I think like for me at least the one that I remember it's not per se like if that happened in a vacuum and that was like a one-off I'd be like oh what did I do but it may not have been a rock bottom I think it was because there was a series of other ones before it that weren't as extreme, but like still there was like something I needed to resolve. So I think it's identifying, like if you have a moment looking at like what else is going on. Mm. And I think the point we made too is like, what is the deeper thing? Are you feeling insecure? Are you feeling like, X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and look at that, not just like, oh, shit, I drank too much, but what what is driving me to drink that much on dates? Mm. Mm.
2: Okay. Yeah. Just not going after guys that are clearly not into it, not forcing it, you know, it should happen naturally. And then if it doesn't work out or if something doesn't go my way, then not trying to either fix it with other actions or... Yep. Um, you know, let it affect my, my mood, how I feel and what I do afterwards. Yeah. I think it all comes down to self-respect
1: from all of ours. It's like, do I respect the decision I made last night? Like if I was to tell like my like brother or sister about (laughs) it, like would I be like cringing or would I be like, okay with my life choices? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, mine wasn't like a conscious like, oh, this guy's going to like make me feel good. Right. Mine was just like, what else am I doing? Why exactly. not? Yeah. Why but I think I'll have a drink with this you guy. You can relate it back
1: to those feelings yeah, right, later because right. you're like, oh, like actually that was what was driving it. In the yeah. moment, mm-hmm. I didn't think it. Right. Usually in the moment, you're not thinking it's right. the problem.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just go have a drink with this guy. Why not? Did not know that it would end up with, you know
1: the way it did cool (laughs) well do we have time for a quick question of the day yeah
0: let's do it this question comes from Raquel she says I want to meet men out in real life but I'm also concerned putting myself in a dangerous
1: situation as a woman how can you balance being open but also being safe Yeah, this is a good one, especially, like, from what you said, Melissa, about, like, meeting someone on the street. I think you got relatively lucky (laughs) that all he did was pee, but (laughs) (laughs) in the scheme of things, it could have been worse when you think about it. So this is a tough one. I think one, like, to what we were saying is... Watch your alcohol levels. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure that you're alert enough.
0: Yeah. And also, always meet out in public places. (laughs) Don't take them home with you if you don't really know them that
2: well. (laughs) I I don't know. I think... I feel like meeting someone in real life is less risky than on an app. Because you can actually, like, get a better feel for, you know, the person that they are versus, like, who knows who this person is at the end of this app. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the advice of meeting in public goes Mm -hmm. for both. Like, I think... Especially for an app, I agree. It's like you do not have your first date in their home. Like go somewhere public. And
2: I think it as all of us did. No, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: did. But I have heard this happen before that like women either invite someone to their home or a man asked to go to the home and it's like it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel safe in general.
0: Well, in Melissa's situation, you are the threat here. Okay. Naked woman going into some random person's room, possibly or- robbing them.
1: <laughs> you could just pee on them so they the leave. Naked bandit. <laughs> the, naked bandit. <laughs> <Just pee. laughs> the naked bandit. Just pee on them so they exit your home immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here, here, uh, here's something that I'm thankful for that night this happened to me was that I was, there was one girlfriend left standing at the end of the night. So she <laughs> saw the guy, she yeah. saw what he looked like, yeah. she knew I was going home with him or took him home and she could uh, also check up on me the next
1: day. Yeah, the problem is that they don't have that many identifying information, like hypothetically had something gone wrong. Like, yeah. how would she like yes she might have a recollection of him but what else does she have I That's think true, even again. like I know it's awkward to be like what's your address let me give it to your friend but like finding more of a subliminal way is one option or you just you can't not- just ask
0: to take a picture of their ID and then send it over to your <laughs> friend <laughs> airdrop everyone in this yeah. bar yeah. Know, at right least down. like
1: getting their last name before you go- I mean if you're not if you don't even know their last name maybe that should That's be a, a sign line. that you shouldn't be running to their home <laughs> what about their first so- name what about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe first you get a bigger sign yeah, and so <laughs> maybe step get, number one, maybe, yeah, maybe get first day, last day, but then just subtly tell your friend in the bathroom.
2: Yeah. Watch your drink. Always watch your drink. Yeah.
1: We put ourselves in danger on a daily
0: basis. Yeah. And somehow when we start drinking, it impairs our common sense with that mm-hmm. stuff. So, so again, know your limit.
2: Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's also an answer. Yep. Keep, yeah. Keep your alcohol level down. I definitely think so. it in a, so. open, public place. Yep. Yeah. And
0: always have your alcohol with you.
2: <laughs> at all times especially in the yeah. bathroom
0: oh take your drink it's like what <laughs> 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 I know that's what I thought I thought you were like bring so
1: it with you I, like, I think like what Melissa said your, don't leave it unintended
2: yeah keep yeah. your drink with you <laughs> can I buy you a drink don't worry I've got my own I brought my own in this plastic water bottle. This is why men are having it so difficult to
1: know if they should buy drinks or not. Every girl's like, don't get near my drink. Don't get near my drink. Okay. Okay, cool. I,
0: I think that, uh, Raquel, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> if not, we apologize. <laughs> um, any other takeaways from these rock-bottom stories? They're very entertaining in hindsight, yes, and we invite our listeners to share your rock bottom stories with us. Yes. And I'll, I'll give you a few examples because it doesn't have to be a rock bottom story of you hooking up with someone. A guy friend of mine, his rock bottom moment was he was at a club when he was like in his early 40s and he looked around and there was like a mirror behind him and he suddenly saw himself in the mirror and he, he thought, oh my god I am that guy the that guy, guy that I saw when I was in my 20s and 30s and thought that guy doesn't belong here Aww. I became that guy and he was like that creepy older man I think, wearing this polyester shirt yeah. and like weird pants. I don't know he said I became that guy that i was <laughs> yeah. so fearful of or made fun
1: of I remember Madison Aww. Perry we had as a guest mm-hmm. as well in season 2 and he said the same thing that was his moment that he's like I'm too old to be doing oh, this shit I don't
2: think that's fair. Somebody who's older who likes to go to, like, shows well, and stuff, like, I think as long as you feel comfortable with yourself, like... I don't think it's about an age thing. I think for him, yeah. he
0: didn't want to be that person he mm-hmm. had seen before. Yeah. Right. And he had somehow became this sleazy guy who was picking up on these tricks <laughs> right. at a club where he actually wanted... A- A family, Yeah, If you're still
1: having fun and enjoying yourself, that's one thing I think. Yeah, but yeah, I think there's many different rock bottom stories. We also had someone that talked about um, a travel accident that caused Mm. them to reexamine their whole life and how they dated. So there's many things out there. It can be the wide gamut. But we'd love to invite people to send them because we'd love to continue this in other seasons and most
0: importantly we want to know what you did after this rock bottom happened what did you change about your life what are the actions that you took and what did you learn from it yeah okay (laughs) cool let's wrap this up again we invite you guys to tell your stories this is we gotta share these stories, otherwise we feel like we're just crazy on our own, right? <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to look at every experience as an opportunity to evolve. So here are a couple things you can do if something bad happens to you. One is validate your own feelings, sulk in it. It's okay, it's okay to do that. The second step you should take is to jot down what you learn from it. And the third, which is the most important step, is to think about what to do next. What can you take action on? What can you do differently next time? Every time we look at these bad experiences as a way to learn, then the next time, it may not happen again. And if it does, it will lessen how poorly you feel. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.